All right, so today we have with us Catrice Nolan, and I first crossed paths with Catrice on Facebook, and Catrice will be talking about her upcoming activities actually related to Breast Cancer Awareness Month, as well as a current project that she's working on, that she has been working on related to resources for cancer survivors. As you know, I'm experimenting with Anchor, and I was so thrilled that Catrice was willing to be interviewed so early on in this experimentation stage with Anchor. So she's excited to get, of course, the message out about Breast Cancer Awareness Month, where it raises awareness about that, as well as tell us more about the project that she's working on now. So Catrice, welcome. Um, tell us a little bit more about your project and more importantly, uh, not more importantly, but how you became involved in the raising awareness around breast cancer and how you came in involved with the findcancerhealth.com. Okay, well, thank you, Amelia, for having me, and I appreciate the opportunity. So, again, my name is Catrice Nolan, and how I became aware of uh, breast cancer was through my own personal experiences. Back in 2013, I was diagnosed with inflammatory breast cancer at the age of 37. It was a double shocker in that I was not even old enough to be required to have a mammogram. And then secondly, that in my experience, it was not a lump that I uncovered. It was more swelling of the breast. And just my background is in engineering. I've worked in IT a number of years and, and also done business. I had started my own company uh, just a year prior to the diagnosis, forming government contracting. And so it was definitely a shock. I had been, I thought, completely aware of breast cancer awareness because of all the different activities you see every year in October for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Everything pink. And thankfully, because I had paid attention, what I did notice is that there was a change. And went to the doctor. And unfortunately, between my doctor and the imaging center that I went to, I was misdiagnosed. I was not diagnosed with cancer at that time. And it was about three to three weeks later that I decided to go see a breast surgeon anyway. And it was at the time that the breast surgeon indicated that she thought prior to any testing that I might have inflammatory breast cancer. I'd never heard the term before. Of course, I Googled it as soon as I left the office that day. And when I pulled up on Google, it said it was one of the most aggressive forms of breast cancer. There was only a 30% chance of survival after five years, whereas most other breast cancer survivors, it's a rate, a survival rate of about 86%. So you can imagine how devastating, regardless of any, what type, how aggressive, it's going to be a devastating thing. But to that, it's uncovered that I'm diagnosed with something I've never heard of and that the chances of survival are um, much less than what I thought. I thought that although cancer is not been always curable, I thought with breast cancer that I had a, a high chance of survival. So what did I experience? And out of the experience, I learned that I seem to be tapping into a lot of resources because I am a person who's very open. My husband and I made the decision when I was diagnosed that it was not something that we could hide, that it was something that we would need as much help as possible given that we had three children. And as we shared what was going on with us, more and more people had 
ideas to offer up or resources that were available that can assist us in various forms. But also during that experience, I learned that others who were not so forthcoming in what they were going through, in my mind were suffering, and I felt like they were suffering unnecessarily because they were not reaching out for help. And that's what formulated for me a couple of years ago, the idea of Find Cancer Help. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. There's like so many points there. I'm not quite sure where to start, but I love the fact that you did not have a healthcare background. You were thrust into a very serious realm of healthcare and you seem like you went about getting on your feet and navigating and becoming the steering person and navigating your health pretty quickly. Is that right? Or that perhaps is, but just going through that, I thought some people, if I have a problem where we're putting organizations in the middle between the people and the actual resources in the And so that's something that I have a challenge in terms of the closing the loop. Yes, it's good to have them in the middle, but you should give people access to go straight to the source if they need to. I really like the search piece, the tracking of care teams, the track referrals made. It's good because then you're able to see whether or not you refer them to is actually helping them. And then setting up individual organizations. So if there's a cancer center in Boston, their particular loop or their what they call closed loop network is going to be different than a cancer center in Tucson, Arizona. So I could totally understand of wanting to let each of those organizations do their own thing. But in my particular case, I did have a local cancer team, but I also needed access to the expert. And that's where it may be a little difficult for those who are who have the ability to pick and choose their care team and if they're at various cancer centers. I was actually treated at four different centers. I was treated at a center in Philadelphia. I was treated at a center, I actually had surgery, my first surgery in Washington, D.C. I had my chemotherapy in Virginia, and then I had reconstruction surgery in Louisiana. It sounds like on another call, we need to talk about your whole viewpoint of having medical records that stream seamlessly from one part of the healthcare system to another. I mean, the idea of how your records followed you, Mm -hmm. um, that almost gives me a little bit of a headache just thinking about what you needed to be present for your doctors being present when they needed it at the time they needed that. I feel like that could be a whole other conversation. Am I correct? Don't let's not get too much into that. I really probably could. Yeah. I had care providers who were open to the fact that I was going to be doing some boutique cancer fighting. Mm -hmm. They let me say, they said, who do you want? And I told them. So. (laughs) Wow. Beautiful. It just seems healthify. Very good concept. It's, definitely in line with some things I'm thinking about as far as search. It does look like it's targeted more towards support organizations mm-hmm. as opposed to the individual. I also had a chance to check out a tool called Aunt Bertha. Interesting name. Definitely like the concept of looking for free or reduced support. And also the very first question they asked in the first window was a search and they also asked is this the patient or is this someone who's trying to help someone else? And so I really like that concept. 
and actually um, lines up uh, some similar thoughts that I have for applying cancer help. One thing that's limiting, I believe, is when you are connecting, it looks like some organizations are truly connected, which is good, but what they do, they just send a referral to that organization. Others are not connected. I'll send you a link to the PDF to apply for something. But what I want to do with Find Cancer Health is eliminate that referral and actually provide the opportunity to actually submit an application for support. So it goes straight to the refer to the organization that provides support. And then also so not only just providing some of that, some of the support via nonprofits, but also there's for-profit organizations who have certain products that are available that certain support, and I want to say support, I mean, maybe family members or friends, maybe you want to offer something uh, for someone, but they just don't know what to get them. And I want to eventually have some sort of platform that says, okay, well, someone's that had lung cancer, if they have breast cancer, well, here's, I read the types of things that they want. And then that survivor be able to pick and choose from that list of things that they would like to receive. And then various uh, friends or family our coworkers can actually contribute for perhaps credits towards that particular survivor's account and be able to purchase those items. As you were mentioning it, it reminds me of that last piece, services that are offered by a nurse, Aline Nitsky of Cancer Harbors. And she's in fact has a book that's going to be released called Navigating the Sea. And she has at one point, and I don't want to mess it up, but she had at one point services that people could purchase for ones who were going through cancer and actually recovering from cancer as cancer recovery is a whole part of the healing perspective that isn't really addressed as much as it should be. But uh, Cancer Harbors is is actually another company I would love for you to take a look at at another time. So tell me about, and wrapping up, about what you're looking forward to, or if there's any, if you have anything on your radar related to October, a little while away, but I think you're going to be talking, of course, not to give too much away about important topics, um, just generally high-level important topics. I think that you mentioned that you're going to be discussing uh, more in depth um, coming up. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes, um, there's a uh, blogger that I'm partnering with, and she's going to conduct an interview with me on fighting cancer while not breaking the bank. And so she's a financial blogger, and so we thought we would take advantage of it being Breast Cancer Awareness Month in October and share a little bit about my story because first and foremost, I want to get out that IBC exists, uh, what are some of the symptoms to look for. And for anyone who's going through any type of cancer disease, that there are some ways that you can protect yourself before you may get cancer. And then also some things that you could do after. So that's what we'll be discussing on October the 1st. Okay. Well, I look forward to reading more about that and hearing more about that. And I also am looking forward to um, having your story featured on on my platform, um, hearing more about the story behind what prompted you to get checked out further than obviously you didn't have your quote required mammogram, something else prompted you a concern, you notice something, something prompted you. And I would like to talk a little bit more about how the messages that we do see regarding breast cancer 
Awareness Month may have helped you think about things you may not have otherwise. I don't want to give too much away, but I'm looking forward to hearing more from you too, okay? Thank you. Well, this has been great, and I'll wrap this up, and we look forward to your upcoming project, learning more about Find Cancer Help and your upcoming blog post, and I'm super excited for you that I feel as though the timing is right. Some of the companies I sent you are just a snippet of the initiatives that people are starting to invest in, to be quite honest, regarding making care more connected and Welcome to healthcare. <laughs> it's like a dysfunctional family, but we're slowly starting to move in a direction of having more conversations regarding breaking down the silos and connecting uh, where we really need to connect and where we haven't been connecting before. So thank you for all that you've been doing to help us out in that way. Well, thank you. And I look forward to hopefully you can advise me on some possible approaches. Because, <laughs> you know, my, my first foray into Healthcare has to be the most desirable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, being on the, the patient end of things, but you know, hopefully I can help make it better. Well, again, it's a dysfunctional family. You're here now, and I look forward to being in touch. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye.